0: Not only did he surprise everyone with this announcement, but it turns out he almost got everything wrong. President Trump ramping up his response to the coronavirus outbreak, but instead of reassuring the public, he caused more confusion than calm, like this statement. We will be suspending all travel from Europe to the United States for the next 30 days. The Department of Homeland Security quickly clarifying, assuring the travel restrictions will not apply to U.S. citizens, permanent residents, and some of their family members. The ban instead would only apply to foreign nationals. Trump caused more uncertainty when he said the restriction would apply to trade. And these prohibitions will not only apply to the tremendous amount of trade and cargo, but various other things. But Trump took to Twitter to clear up that statement, writing, it is very important for all countries and businesses to know that trade will in no way be affected by the 30-day restriction on travel from Europe. The restriction stops people, not goods. President Trump further jumbled the message when he addressed the health care costs associated with coronavirus. Earlier this week, I met with the leaders of health insurance industry who have agreed to waive all copayments for coronavirus treatments. A White House official later corrected the notion, saying copayments would be waived only for coronavirus tests, not for treatments of the disease. I'm, I'm sorry, but this is, this is unbelievable. Like, I would, I would understand
1: if Trump made mistakes, right, if this whole thing was off the cuff, but how is it possible to get so many things wrong in a pre-written speech? <laughs> This is crazy. So look, this is all to say that despite the efforts of sports leagues, amusement parks, state and local governments, unfortunately, the man at the top just does not seem to have his shit together. And with coronavirus now in full pandemic mode, all I have to say to that is, oh, f- (laughs)
0: Jacob up to america is presented by the good people at the Bodbelly network my fellow americans we are fortunate to be alive they need them to protect us from the number one killer in history protect us from the Central university i study out on why industry.
2: So 145 of the Art and Jacob do America podcast. I am your host, Mr. Jacob Pixman. And to my left, if he had any more energy, he would be the Mexican Sonic the Hedgehog. Ladies What's and up, gentlemen. Man?
1: Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Google some Sonic the Hedgehog pornography. Oh, fuck. What the hell? I don't know. For some reason, that's a thing online right now. I have no idea, dude. Dude, online. I'm going to wipe my hands clean of this. I just think it's funny that that's a
2: thing. Dude, because sometimes when you're perusing the internet, I'm not going to say for what, but sometimes you get, like, that weird shit, like, it's, like, Simpsons porn or fucking Family Guy porn. I'm like, who the
1: fuck, like, wants to see so that? So, here's the thing about that. It's like, yeah, that's weird, but at least there's, like, characters that are, like, male and female in those things. So long like the Hedgehog is just, like, one thing. It's, like one character. Very ambiguous, Very weird. Right? Yeah. Very
2: weird. I can't figure out, like, because when I was little, like, okay, you know, I, I don't know if you ever can't. had to live with this, but, like, um... Like, with Sega, like, Sonic the Hedgehog was literally, like, a one-player game, but then for some reason, if you had the second controller plugged in, like, you can play kinda as Tails, like, you can kinda control Tails, but Sonic just kinda leaves Tails, like, in the dust, and so... I never knew like if Tails was a girl or not. But you know, anytime like my little cousin Debbie was over or whatever and she wanted to play Sega and I'm in the midst of trying to fucking defeat Dr. Robotnik or whatever, I'm like, God damn it, I like I'm like I've never been this far in the level. Why do I gotta let her jump in? And so like I would just let her, you know, have the second controller and quasi-control Tails, and I always used to have to sell it to her as like, oh, Tails is a girl. But like I never really knew the answer to that. Cause like even the cartoon for Sonic the Hedgehog, mm-hmm. they're kind of like gender fluid both of them you can't really tell if sonic i assume gender with sonic that he's a male yeah. but i don't know if he is or not and same I with think tails. He, i think he is i think tails is a, a boy i don't know I th- like robin like like the 1960s robin like he's just like a, a robin from batman yeah like kind of like a, a girly man if you would say
1: oh yeah, yeah you know i was just at the funko store in la and um they have, like, giant Funkos of Batman and Robin. Oh, shit. And, yeah. And so I couldn't stop, like, laughing of how fat Robin's thighs are. <laughs> like, everyone else has, like, regular legs. But for some reason, they gave Robin, like, really fat thighs. Thick boy thighs, huh? Yeah, it was weird. It was uncomfortable. And obviously, like, it's human skin looking, right? So, like, Batman has tights and on and all that shit. Do Funkos have legs? I'm Hunk looking us? at like yeah, the three legs. that we got sent to
2: us, uh Prince, the rock. Yeah, they have legs. Oh yeah, they are like regularish
1: looking. Yeah, their their heads are abnormally large, but the the legs are little. Oh, but they're God. there. But imagine that times like double the thickness, man, because Why? I don't know, man. That's that's the way that's the way God made them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But anyways,
2: our what are we talking about this week? Um, what are we talking about? No, I'm just, um, <laughs> you're guys, the one that
1: texted me like at five in the morning. There's basically like one thing that's going on in the news right now. You, you can't fucking turn on your phone. You can't go outside. You can't go to the grocery store to buy eggs. You can't even look at like a stripper's
2: website, um, like our Instagram page without seeing it because our friend, one our mutual friend, Monica, uh, she always sends me, um, uh, memes and whatnot. And so she sent me, um, the Instagram story for the local strip club here in Bakersfield for Deja Vu. Oh, really? And she, it was a bunch of strippers. Like, Wait, face masks? Uh, no. Um, in hazmat suits, twerking in hazmat suits, like, on the pole or whatever, right? So it was like, come down to your local uh, Deja Vu uh, love boutique where we have all the girls still. And it's just, like, a bunch of girls, like, twerking, like, in these, like, like uh, homemade,
1: like, hazmat suits and whatnot. And I was like, that is. I'm surprised they're still open, man. Like, not just because of the coronavirus, just because of how disgusting. (laughs) I've actually never been to a strip club in my life. Really? Yeah. And, like, I refuse to just because it seems fucking disgusting. It's like. It's very sad because I remember when I turned 18. Mind you, I was still
2: in high school at the time. Um, I went to um, Deja Vu. And I went with a couple of older friends that were already older. And it, it, it's really sad because you can just tell, like, all the girls that go up there, they have some kind of daddy issues. And then, like, all the guys that go in there are literally, like, those nerds that, like, live, like, in their mom's basement with, like, Cheeto fingers and Kool-Aid mustaches.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i not going to, like, shame them. Like, whatever, whatever issues they may have, everybody has some kind of issue. But it just seems like as far as, like, Hygiene goes like the people that run the places themselves, like, seems disgusting. Just the parking lot itself, mm-hmm. like, that's if that was a grocery store parking lot, I wouldn't go to that grocery yeah. store. Yeah, i'm just trying saying, to buy meat there. That's just, and I'm not just saying like that, that one, but it seems like that seems to be an ongoing thing with like every strip club I've ever seen. Like, mm-hmm. it just seems like that's right next to a fucking Chick fil A that's like run down. <laughs> There's like homeless people, like, just fucking. <laughs> Sleeping in tents, and it's like, okay, come down to the uh, love boutique here. And it's like, nah, nah, I'm good. I, I'm I ain't cool. trying to catch hepatitis C right now, <laughs> like, not even corona. I'm just talking about like fucking everyday viruses, everyday viruses. Yeah, it's true, but let's get into it. Spoiler alert, this is about the coronavirus, and yeah. it just seems like we can no longer go without addressing it because it's such a big topic now. Yeah, and you know, usually this time
2: of year, we usually do like a drunk uh, St. Paddy's Day episode, and Art and I were both talking about it last week. We were just like, we just weren't feeling it at this time. I mean, I, you know, I have a baby here in the house, literally like six feet away in the next room and whatnot. It just, just, just didn't feel right. And then it was just something was in the air, you know, like no pun intended. And just like the world just seemed a little out of it you know and it just didn't seem appropriate at this time and then we were gonna do i believe like haunted irish um, castles and whatnot yeah which seemed like a cool idea but at the same time it's like one of those like glaring topics kind of like kobe dying or um i believe one of the first episodes we kind of did like this is like when jesus you know was in the midst of within the, the las vegas shooting yeah check that out i believe that's like episode 14 the sound quality is shit but um, it's one of those things that we should be talking about. This is pretty much what this uh, podcast is based around. It's talking about, you know, current events or interesting items. So like you were saying, you know, you can't go anywhere within the media. And I, I guess you can consider us part of the media without seeing something about the coronavirus. So what I kind of want to do today is kind of just, you know, just give some information, like some legit information. And then just kind of talk about, you know, in general, like how are, how we feel about all this that's going on. Cause it yeah, is definitely. one of those monumental moments of our life.
1: Yeah. It, I mean, it's been going on for a while. I would say that if you would have asked me this like a month ago, cause it's been going on for about a month now where it's been in like the background. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just hasn't really felt like a very, I wouldn't say a serious topic, but it didn't seem like the most alarming topic. Mm-hmm. And and it's still like, I, I see people like struggling w- with how they feel with the situation. Cause there's people that are like, ah, it's just a cold. Like, ah, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. ah, it's not a big deal. And then there are people that are like, like threat level midnight right now that are Dude, like fucking exactly. blowing up. Exactly. Like, like, like two
2: extremes, right? Like, there's no conscious middle ground like you're either like one of those people like
1: oh it's all the media
2: or whatever right like Uh i'm not concerned with it at all And then you have these doomsday preppers on the other side of it buying all the toilet paper all the baby wipes and whatnot right yeah
1: agree i agree like yeah that's that's and i'm around the public you know for my job I'm, I'm, i'm around them like eight hours a day i'm talking to complete strangers all the time and i usually ask them like hey how's your day going blah 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 and so i get different reactions every time but I would say 90% of the time, they bring up the whole coronavirus thing, mm-hmm. right? And they'll bring up things like, oh, it's uh, it's all, uh, you know, the, the media's not reporting on how many people are actually doing good now. Like, oh, mm-hmm. they're not. The media's, like, so biased and all this stuff. And, like, they're, you know, they come out with these, like, very, like, they're just trying to make Trump look good, trying to make him look bad and all these things and all that. Um, and I'm like, all right. I just kind of, like, nod along. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that's that's a good point. Somebody even brought up, like, <laughs> oh, man, if it wasn't for, uh, like, Chinese scientists trying to create these super viruses, like... And I was just like, what the hell? And then Uh, apparently that is a thing that people, like, think online where they're just like... Yeah. This was created in some laboratory to, like... That sounds like the Fast and
2: Furious 11. Like, literally, like, I was watching the last Fast and Furious on HBO last night with The Rock and Jason Statham, and that was literally (laughs) the fucking... You truly are a Rock fan. Yeah. Um... (laughs) That was literally the plot line. Like somebody created like a super virus and they had to stop it from spreading around the world or whatever. But that seems like such a poorly constructed after we've, I've done my one week's worth of research or whatever. Right. And uh, you sent, you actually sent me the clip from uh, the Joe Rogan experience where the doctor uh, that went on there, um, I have his name, Michael Osterholm, um, who basically identifies themselves as a, a virus detective, like where he kind of like dispels some myths and kind of gives some background about it. And when you do your own due diligence research on it, um, I kind of fall like within the middle. You know, uh, we've lived through a lot of these pandemics. You know, there was SARS, there was um, you know MERS, um, the Zika virus, the bird flu, the swine flu, and these all kind of happen around like you know when we worked at Target, you know, in college. And I kind of was just like, yeah, that never well, will happen to me.
1: See, here, here's the thing about those. Those were never at the level that we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Like, they were a thing, but they were never this level. Like, governments are shutting down level, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but you always... But I, for me, personally, I always kind of just dismissed it.
2: So I'm not going to say I lived, like, in that extreme where it's like, it's the media. I was always like, yeah, it's not going to happen to me. I never get sick. But now I kind of live in the middle, like, once I you know did my due diligence due diligence on you know i'm not Mm -hmm. gonna go to the grocery store and start hoarding you know uh toilet paper and whatnot but i am more conscious about you know oh shit like doing my part to keep it from spreading
1: yeah i mean i think that would be irresponsible if people (laughs) didn't like do their part in not spreading like i I mean, I don't even know if that's the middle. That's just like being a human. Like you're part of society. You have a social contract with everyone else in mm-hmm. there. You own a home. You like go to work. You like fucking follow the rules of of the road. Like it's a social contract. Like if you shake someone's hand, if you're around someone, you're at fucking Wiener's Central in line. <laughs> like that's the social contract we all kind of sign without signing it, right? Mm-hmm. We we all want to be part of this society, and we we kind of want to like maintain order and. Mm-hmm. Doing something as simple as like washing your hands and like, and like covering your cough or something or your sneeze. Properly. Properly doing it not with your fucking hand and then like wiping your hand on your pants. Like, yeah. Um, But, but you know, there's things about this, this, this virus and it is a virus and that, um, that is kind of different than what we're, what we're accustomed to. Right. Mm-hmm. And like I was talking to, to Maddie who, who couldn't be here and probably we'll talk about that a little bit um but um but he couldn't be here uh we were talking about this last night and how when a virus enters the body let's talk about like a virus that we all we're all pretty if you don't know what if you don't know what aids are you've been living under a rock but virus it's a virus nonetheless um once a virus enters the body it actually never leaves the body it's in, it's in your body, you know, like, that. just just because you're not dealing with, well, like let's say, like, herpes. <laughs> the, you, the, just because you have herpes, you don't have herpes all the time, and your body will learn to fight it over over the years. And, like, once, you know, at a certain point, you might not even see symptoms of it ever again. But... Um, same thing with AIDS. Like, AIDS, you can live a pretty manageable life, but just because it's in your body and it's kind of dormant, like, we don't know what the evolution of this is. We don't mm-hmm. know if it's going to become worse. Exactly. We Just like a, a flu that we get yearly, we don't know if this is going to come back stronger next year. We don't, mm-hmm. Is this going to be a seasonal thing? There are things that we're not really addressing. We're kind of... It's the unknown, and that's what
2: I would say the, the reasonable fear is, is because the common um, flu, you know, that's something... That humans have been dealing with, you know, for centuries. Um, We can go back to the Spanish flu and whatnot. But, like, these different strands of the flu, and they mutate every year and they change, you know. That's why there's a different flu shot every year is to get your body... Uh, you know, accustomed to it. And the way I understand it is, you know, once, you know, uh, you know, a virus enters your system, your body, you know, produces, you know, um, cells that, you know, attack it. And then it kind of keeps like a permanent database of how to attack, you know, this, this threat. So you build up an immunity to, you know, that specific, specific yeah. strand. And so um what's scary about um, the coronavirus is, is that it's a, uh, I got it here. It's a zoo, 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 <laughs> Zoolotic, a strand, which means it comes from animals. It's a, it's a, a, a a strand of coronavirus because there's many different strands of coronavirus. Coronavirus isn't a new thing, but it's a new strand that we've just discovered, but it came, originated in animals and it somehow jumped to humans. So humans, there's no, well, maybe now in China, now that, you know, people are, you know, recovering and whatnot. But, you know, initially when it's coming over here, we don't have, our bodies aren't used to it yet it's not immune to it yet so there's no plan of action we there's no vaccine for it yet and there might not be a vaccine for it for you know at least maybe even a couple of years so that's what the fear is is you know it's something that's you know foreign to us um there's no quote-unquote cure for it yet and so and it's really attacking you know the most vulnerable
1: people in our society yeah it is um that's exactly it i mean (laughs) i mean I mean yeah, that I mean that's right I mean we don't really even know what animal it originated from I know a lot of people are saying that it came from a bat but that has that been proven I don't well, know if that's one hundred percent proven what they think is is that
2: they can it Wuhan China you know this is where they believe it you know originated from um and what's called the live animal market some people have referred to it as a wet market mm-hmm. where you know Wuhan China um I was thinking it was just like in the middle of nowhere you know like one of those like outskirt you know dirt road places you know in china or whatever but it's a very large city where there you know some reports of it being you know 11 million and at some as high as 19 million people living in the area Uh, we're very close to la which has an approximate you know population of about 8 million you know the whole la area right and that's hell living in there you know just or even driving through there and Mm. so double that amount you know it's about 19 million so China, you know, they're dealing with population issues, which, you know, creates food issues. So they have these live animal markets where they bring in, you know, various animals from all over the world. You know, it's illegal as fuck. But, you know, what I saw, it was like on a 60 Minutes Australia piece that I found on YouTube is they bring in all these animals from around the world, you know, cats from Africa, Um, birds from, you know, Russia or South America and whatnot. So you have all these different animals coming in from all over the world that are being sold at these um, wet markets that are being sold for different kinds of meats. Um, I believe one of the animals, you you mentioned bats, but one of the other animals that's being looked at is the pangolin, which is like this very adorable armadillo lizard-looking, kangaroo-looking thing um, that, you know, is a, a very high delicacy and um, they use it medicinally um, in china as well and they're thinking that either bats or pangolins are the animals that um, carried it over Um, either like a tick jumped off of one of them and then it transposed into a human host so that's how they're thinking that it um, came within our um, systems and then obviously that person that was handling you know either the bat or the pangolin, you know, came into contact with you know a coworker or a you know a merchant on the street or whatever coughed on them because that that's how you get it. You know, a lot of people are thinking like, oh, I better you know wipe down you know my paperwork you know that I'm getting from this individual at my job or you know the you know the handle at the door or whatever. But it usually comes when you're you know within three feet proximity of a person and you know they're either speaking and I'm sure you've come into contact with people and they spit when they talk and whatnot. And, you know, and a little bit of that might get onto you and then it's ingested through your nasal cavity and then that's how it spreads. Mm-hmm. And so that's what they're thinking happened, you know, like in a live animal market. And then it just kind of just ballooned out from there.
1: Yeah. And, like, the thing that's pretty scary and that some of this was brought up in that Joe Rogan episode, it brings up um, that, you know, the cough itself, the, the, the virus can stay airborne for about three hours. So, like, mm-hmm. even... If you walk into a room where you know someone just coughed yeah. three hours ago, it's still in the air. You could still easily get it. Mm-hmm. And you know, within what's today, tastes, uh, Sunday, you know, this has been probably the, the wildest week, right? We went from, you know, you know, it's there. It's a, it's a it's a topic. And then by the time Wednesday night hit and Donald Trump did his press conference of like, hey, we're closing the border, the border, basically. And the NBA shuts down. Rudy Gobert is diagnosed with coronavirus. And Donovan Mitchell is diagnosed with... And this is these are, like, all-stars in the NBA. These are not, like, some fucking... Bench warmer and yeah, shit. Yeah, th- these are all-stars. And, like, so NBA shuts down. NFL shuts down. I just saw that the... NFL is gonna have a closed NFL draft this year, Mm -hmm. and this is these are long term things. Disneyland shut down, like all these studios,
2: the MLB training camp, like all the they basically any entertainment industry is shut down right
1: now. It makes sense. Like basically, you know, I was in contact with. I was telling you prior to this, I was in contact with this band, Slow Mass. They were like on tour, on pretty large tour. They were opening act for. this other band. I won't name them though, <laughs> but, um, they were five tour- finger death punch, five finger death punch. <laughs> they they finger death punch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, they were on tour and now they're like on their way home. Code orange just did an album release performance to an audience of no one. They just live streamed it, which mm-hmm. I thought was still kind of cool. Like salvaging, like making the best out of a bad situation. Yeah. But I mean, these are the types of things that I think are good to shut down. Like, it, I think it's irresponsible to bring back the NBA. I know a lot of people are like, well, can't we just bring back the playoffs or something? Like, you know, like I just think that's it's, it's irresponsible for us to, these are unnecessary. Concerts are unnecessary right now. It's entertainment. Yeah. And like right now, it's like to put that many people in one room, to put players, now they have players that have been diagnosed with coronavirus, I would I would say shut it down. Like I would say for the NFL, like, hey, maybe let, let's wait and see because the NFL is still, you know, it's further down the line. Yeah. The, the NFL, they're still about, Five months before we actually see any like gatherings of Mm -hmm. actual NFL action, but we'll see, we'll cross that bridge there. But I would say, for as far as like maybe MLB, like same thing, do the same thing, like maybe let's postpone. We can MLB can cut like three months off that motherfucker and won't really change much. So that's where that's where I stand. I, I would say, like, hey, sorry, NBA fans, and I'm with them, like, I love watching NBA games but I think right now it's it's bad timing like I would say like hey sorry we're just going to punt on this season and we'll be back next year cuz it's highly contagious too like that's the one thing too that frustrates me with listening to
2: um yeah, I'll just say it like conservative um uh, folks in the media and that's th- that's primarily the people who are saying that, like, oh, it's nothing to uh, to worry about. It's, uh, it's like a common cold. Rush Limbaugh said that. Uh, there's some judge lady on uh, Fox News that's saying that, you know, oh, this is all, you know, constructed like you were saying earlier, you know, to make Donald Trump look bad in election season and whatnot. And, to me that's irresponsible to say because again it's something that's highly contagious and then people throw on these statistics about you know SARS and MERS and you know even the common flu or whatever like Dr. Drew he disappointed me with his like um, backlash on the media like they're being irresponsible how about we look at all the homeless people that die the thousands more that die per per day you know on the streets and whatnot what about HIV and to a to a degree, he has a point, so, but it's one of those things, though, where it's just like this is just phase one of the virus, and even if we are overhyping it, it's one of those silver linings to where it's just like, oh, like I was referencing me back in college where it's like, ah, oh, it's not happening. It's not affecting me. It's not affecting anybody I know, so why should I worry about it? It's like one of those arrogant things where it's like, yeah, there are people dying of you know larger diseases at a higher rate or larger numbers. But we have a game plan in place for it. This, like, we're kind of on the whim. The world is kind of on the whim creating a game plan for this. And we don't know if it's going to be something that's going to blow over next week, like, you know, World War III or the death of Kobe Bryant. Um, And then next month we're going to be afraid of something else.
1: Or if this is going to be a huge, you know, like HIV or AIDS. Well, I think, you know, a couple of things. One, uh, on that Joe Rogan episode, what was that scientist's name? Uh, Michael Osterholm. And... I thought everything he was saying was on point. That's why I love and hate Joe Rogan because I think when he has a good good guest on, his show is like great. Mm -hmm. When he has a bad guest on, that show is like, I'm going to skip this shit. (laughs) And I thought that was a really great episode because that's probably been one of his most informative episodes that you can find online to have somebody just discussing it. And he was talking about this can go on for three to six months. Mm -hmm. And I think we should be prepared for that in the sense of not fucking changing your life and like fucking barricading yourself in a fortress of toilet paper but like just you know being ready like hey sporting events and concerts and like Disneyland these are things that are not priority in life mm-hmm. like health is priority and we have to not just look out for yourself and not just do the like well it's just a cold i'm going to get over it mm-hmm. You might. You might get over it. Best case scenario, it's just like the flu and you got over it. Mm-hmm. But there are people, individuals that we all know and love that we have in our personal lives correct? that might not get over it that mm-hmm. have like other health issues that have bad respiratory. Here in Bakersfield, we have tons of people that have valley fever. Valley fever. Valley fever is a very real thing. I think, doesn't Alejandra have it? Mm, I think her husband her husband did. has it. She'll hit us um, up about it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she said she had it. Mm-hmm. But she might say that her husband also had it. But, um, well, someone in her life has it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll say that. Somebody that we know has it. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. gets a very common thing here in Bakersfield. Those are the types of people that are going to be very affected if this is something that keeps spreading. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's wise for us to not be foolish. Again, I was talking about like social contracts and just being wise about washing your hands and covering your coughs and maybe don't go out if you're sick. Recently, I had some lady at work that showed up and she was sick and she was like, oh, don't worry. I had just the flu. I'm already getting over oh, it. God. And it's like, I get that lady. Like, I get it. But fucking don't do that. Like, don't do it. I'm not saying just because of this, because of the coronavirus, but just in general, like in mm-hmm. life, we have these social contracts. And, and this, you know, I have a couple of issues with, like, the way America sets up, like, people don't want to go, like, we all want to be fucking Michael Jordan and, like, flu game this shit sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? That's the kind of mentality that we we kind of get told that that's the kind of mentality you have to have to like yeah. be badass. Like oh, I'm gonna fucking
2: but see the problem.
1: This shit. The problem with that is that's so
2: short sighted. So I I had like I said before that, to me there was a world before Rudy Gobert got it and or in America I should say before Rudy Gobert got it in a world afterwards Um, because 30 minutes later Tom Hanks America's sweetheart got you know and his wife got coronavirus in Australia. Um, and it kind of wakes you up. It's like, oh, shit, like these people can get it. Then like anybody can get it. And then you start doing your due diligence research on it. And it's just like, OK, the, the reality is of it, um, somebody like with with good health, like myself, like I hardly ever get sick. But that doesn't mean I can't contract it and be a carrier for it and then, you know, give it to somebody else. So my main concern in life right now is for myself and my newborn child. And so I'm thinking like, OK, I'm about to go back to work. I was already preparing, you know, to because I work with the public as well to, you know, bring a lot of sanitizer, even if the coronavirus wasn't even a thing right now. If we were going to yeah. sit here and drink whiskey or be drunk or whatever, my game plan Thursday was to, you know, bring a lot of disinfectants or whatever, because I don't want to bring something home to, you know, my very vulnerable son right now. But I was thinking I was doing my research on this that, hey, children that age don't really get affected by it. They don't really show symptoms of it but they can still be a carrier of it. Me, I'm 35 years old. Fuck that hurts to say out loud, by the mm-hmm. way, but I can, you know, be a carrier of it. You know, I don't have any preexisting, you know, um, problems or health issues or whatever, but that's who the coronavirus attacks. You know, you can become a carrier for it. You might be fine. You may be able to go out and score 60 points, you know, on Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Or even go out there, you know, and um, you know, win a UFC fight or whatever. But, you would still be a carrier now. Pre-existing conditions. Um, Tom Hanks, um, he has diabetes. Uh, his wife Rita, I forgot her last name, she's a breast cancer survivor. Those are the prime people who who are susceptible to the coronavirus, and they are both over sixty years old. Now I mentioned, okay, I can become a carrier. My main concern now is like, oh shit, what if I go to work and somebody's sick because I deal with thousands of sick, pe- sick people a week, right? When I go to work. What if they contract it to me? I just become a carrier. You know, I go on, go on and live my life, my regular day or whatever. You know, it jumps from me to my kid who might not show any symptoms. Now, my mom, I was telling you earlier, she's been coming over a lot. Like, I've seen her more in the last five weeks than I have in the last five years because she's in love with my newborn son. Like, that is her pride and joy right there. She probably loves that kid more than she loves me and, like, all her other relatives combined, right? What if that coronavirus jumps into her, who, by the way, my mom has valley fever, She has one lung because she had, you know, really bad pneumonia once and her left lung, I believe, totally collapsed and died. So she's living with one lung and she has, you know, COPD and a myriad of other problems. What if that coronavirus jumps to her? Or let's say we did have, you know, some people on and we were drinking and, you know, they had the arrogant mindset of like, oh, I'm not going to worry about the coronavirus. I'm going to go, you know, to a Lakers game and. You know, against the Jazz, where, by the way, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell play for. They go there. Everybody gets contracted. They come over to my house. And then that jumps to my mom. And then I lose my mom because of this. And you, I believe you said you were concerned for your mom as well. So that's that's where I'm at with it. Like, I'm not so much concerned with myself because I'm, like I said, I'm in good health, I would like to believe. And, you know, the statistics show that, hey, even if I do get it, I might recover within a week, week and a half and whatnot. But it still sucks to have the flu. But my concern is, is passing it on to the most vulnerable people in this society.
1: And that's the part we can't be selfish. Yeah, I mean, my mom is a breast cancer survivor, and like, this is the time. I, she's she's up there in age. She's I don't know. I don't want. She was just her birthday yesterday, so I don't know. Forty two. Let's go forty two. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't know how old she is. I'm gonna say sixty. <laughs> but um damn, I don't know. I actually don't know my mom's age. It's kind of shitty of me to say, but um. But, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of person that you have to look out for, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, it's it's a shitty it's a shitty situation. For people, like, you know, you talked about Dr. Drew talking about, well, there's all these other issues. And that's the kind of mentality that's, like, I understand what you're saying. That's, like, when people talk about, like, Black Lives Matter isn't a big deal. We got to deal with, like, black-on-black black crimes. It's, like, I get that. But right now, like, we're dealing with this shit and, mm-hmm. like, black on black crime is a completely different topic that we can get into some other day kind of thing, but, but we're dealing with this shit right now. So like, let's mm-hmm. just deal with this shit. There's so many things that are, that are going on in the media right now that are like scary people. I think just like people reposting pictures of like empty shelves mm-hmm. is like not helping the situation. It's creating more like panic. It actually in, in us doing this episode, I was kind of like thinking like how do we promote this episode like without like being creating more more fear you know like because mm-hmm. you know we have the, the Instagram and I don't really know what's going on on Facebook but like Facebook's involved so like um, like how do we post you know a picture of like coronavirus without freaking people out more mm-hmm. and like having to because people are like legitimately freaking out like I went to the, uh, to the store to get, get like eggs the other night mm-hmm. and like shelves are empty of like canned goods and like noodles and all this shit. And it's like baby formula. People like people like baby formula was off the shelves. Like that's the scary part. There's people that actually need it. Mm-hmm. And because people are hoarding these things, there's people that can't get it now.
2: Yeah. That So it's creating a bigger problem than the actual problem itself, you know? And that's to me, um, I, you know, reference, you know, some people on Fox news that, you know, or even just in conservative media, and whatnot, that's the thing that kind of bothers me as well, where people, they, they conveniently and lazily just blame the media for this. But again, being home for the last five weeks, you get to see like how the actual media works. I'm not going to blame the media, even as much as I want to just, you know, throw shade like on Fox news. Like I just named, you know, the three people that I thought were very irresponsible with what they were saying in the media, but the media is much larger than just CNN and Fox news. Um, at the heart of it, I would say the media has done a good job and probably most socially, and, and this might not be a popular opinion, I understand this, but in my own opinion, seeing, you know, there's there's a myriad of, myriad of different medias out there. So when you wake up in the morning, you know, you have your early morning, you know, news shows that just kind of give you like, hey, here's what the weather is going to be like, and here's what's happening in Hollywood. And, uh, you know, it's very black and white and whatnot. So it's just meant to, you know, get you going on for your day. Okay, the weather's going to be this. Oh, I need to take a jacket. Or, oh, shit, this is these are the new numbers for the coronavirus. Then it moves on to the next segment. So those people go on to work, and then you start seeing, you know, uh, the media machine, you know, going to work. So then it starts targeting people who are either stay-at-home moms or, or retired people. And that's when you start to see, like, all these opinion pieces on, you know, it doesn't even have to be CNN or Fox News or whatever. It'll just be the, you know, uh, today or whatnot. So it's just a bunch of people just giving their opinions on about, you know, what is going on in the world. So kind of like what we're doing, right? Yeah. And so that creates the fear because then people are relying on those people to dictate their opinions on what's going on. So if you have, like, let's say, like, a talk show like The View saying – Oh, I'm I'm not scared about this. It's more more or less because Rush Limbaugh said it was a common cold. I'm not gonna worry about it. No, you should worry about it because blah 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 blah. Italy is going on, you know, complete lockdown, and you need to stock up on food. So they're relying on interpretation, other people's interpretations on actual facts. Yeah. And to me, like, because I say this is because you were saying that you've been dealing with a lot of people, you know, with your job. You know, I've been doing all the running around, you know, you know, for my kid you know going out you know and getting you know some formula or hey we ran out of this i have to go to the store and get that right so like i'm the guy because my girlfriend has to watch the baby and so i was at lowe's the other day just to pick up um because <laughs> there was like literally like no toilet paper in the house and i was like oh i'm pretty sure like lowe's or home depot they sell you know some towels and some some shit that we can use or whatever for the house because we legitimately needed it we ran out and so i ran into somebody i knew from high school and he was saying and he's like oh how are you doing man and he saw like the You know the towels in my hand, and I felt like kind of an idiot because I was like, "Oh, I don't want to be that guy that's you know looking like he's like panic buying or whatever." And I was like, "I know what it looks like, man, but you know I just legit need like these this four pack of towels right now to you know clean up the messes that have been happening in my house." And he was, "Oh man, it's all stuff around the media, man. They're just overhyping it or whatever. Like I'm not even concerned, you know. Like I I just got over the flu yesterday or whatever." And I was like, "To immediately took a couple step backs, you know, to get like that three feet with distance or whatever." And I was like, "You know what though, man, like." I I straight up told him I was like what media tell me what media can you tell me in length well I was looking at a couple of memes and I was just like bro that is so irresponsible you're getting your your news from the memes and I say that because there was a and this is proven to be fact like a Russian misinformation campaign that was out saying that one that black people are immune from the coronavirus and so that was splitting spreading on you know quote-unquote black twitter and that that conspiracy that you mentioned earlier that you know this is all um created in a laboratory and i believe cedric the entertainer and dl Hughley were posting this out spreading it to their audiences right that um it's all a plot by bill gates you know to gain control and fear into people and to to get their agenda to pass and then another one that you know was a chinese uh scientist doing it you know as a chemical warfare thing and i'm just thinking like that is
1: so irresponsible that you're getting all your news
2: from fucking instagram
1: yeah um i think the the thing that i just to piggy off piggyback off that like um i have seen a lot of like dumb shit and and memes online where like they'll talk about like this shit's just happening because it's an election year kind of thing, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, I called out one of my friends that posted that. And I was like, Hey, by the way, because it says something like some doctor's office just posted this. And it was like, it had like all this like bullshit on it. And I was like, Hey, just so you know, like that's not true. A doctor's Mm -hmm. office didn't post that. You don't have to like repost this shit. And this is the types of things that bothers me. We had some like jackass downtown. And And then, you know, we're talking about like Fox news, the separation between like Fox news and like their opinion pieces. You know, at least there's, like, opinions behind them. Mm-hmm. When I see, like, some jackass downtown and he's, like, in a hazmat suit and he's selling toilet, toilet paper, paper for, like, $100, that's the thing that's, like, what is the point of this? Like, what, what are you trying to be funny? Are you trying to go viral? Like, mm-hmm. what is the point? Of, like, those are the types of things that really bothers me where, like, there's people that are not that logical that are, like, fucking idiots that mm-hmm. live live in this society that we live in and when they see things like that their brain doesn't know how to react so they're like full on like i need to start hoarding toilet paper like Mm -hmm. oh i'm gonna need to buy a gun and like get ready for zombie apocalypse and like you know we're not there either like you know we're still like fuck you still gotta pay your bills you still gotta like take the trash out like Mm -hmm. like still gotta go to work the majority of us still have to go to work like Mm -hmm. that's where we are in life we just have to be like more cautious with how we're approaching life in general and that shit that's the shit that really bothers me like the people that have been going to target and like posting it on their instagram like here's a bunch of empty shelves like it's like you don't need to do that shit like i get it like i get what's going on like that's not even an opinion that's just like posting fear to post fear Mm -hmm. like there's no point in it and that's that's the thing that really bothers me when i see those th- like mm. wh- why did you need to share this like yeah. did i did did you not think that i had never heard of the coronavirus like what is the point of this just to just to like get your own version of it kind of thing like just an instagram picture your meal Every,
2: i think everybody wants to be a part of what's going on you know like people don't want to be left out you know it's like a game of uh dodgeball or whatnot it sucks to be the you know the last person picked and i think that's where we're at with society where it's just like oh i actively have to show that i uh, that i'm a part of this i mean i get it and maybe i'm hypocritical because we're doing a whole episode about it and whatnot but at the same time like i started the podcast was like hey i want to g- give you guys like the facts that i've
1: been seeing you know yeah. i don't think this is hypocritical because i don't think what we're doing right now is like Feeding fear. Yeah, I, I don't think either one of us is like this is fucking get your guns ready. The fucking they're gonna <laughs> turn into zombies soon. K- Tim Kennedy on this. I've seen the shelves we're, we're on lockdown. People like we're not doing that. And like the you know, I, I just I just don't understand that people just post the pictures of like the empty shelves or like they do in the hazmat suit. Like people are selling toilet paper on like Craigslist. Like it's just stupid shit. Like I guess some two brothers went around the country like buying up all the Purell to, like, resell it on Amazon, and then, like, Amazon caught whim of it and, like, shut them down. Like, that's the types of things that are, like, wow, that's really shitty. Like, that's the kind of society we live in. Those Mm -hmm. people get a vote in the United States, and that's super shitty that these people voted for someone. I'm not saying I have an idea who I think they voted for, but I'm not not 100% sure.
2: Well, speaking of that, though, I mean, like, our president (laughs) – I mean, I know we have a couple of, you know, conservative listeners or whatever, and God bless you for staying on board with us. But, I mean, I'm going to go on one of my, like, fucking, you know, snowflake rants here. But um, our president, to me, like, I feel like he kind of fails us. And our dear teacher that we um, both love, Miss Waddell, thank God, you know, she's okay. She got in a car accident yesterday. Oh, shit. Yeah, but she should be okay. Um, She posted something, you know, um, quotes, like straight up quotes, like no agenda behind it of like Donald Trump from January because this whole Corona thing, I believe, started at the end of October. Um, January, everything that he said about it since January. Oh, it's never going to get over here. Oh, the numbers are so small that, oh, well, it'll be like a miracle one day. It'll all just go away or whatever. But just as just just the tune starts to change. And I think like people are getting like that arrogant mindset from him as well. They're looking. I mean as you logically should, you know, look to your leaders for, you know, the correct mindset, but they're getting, this is where they're getting that arrogance about it. Like, Oh, it's no big deal. Oh, it's no big deal. I'm not going to get tested. Cause I don't feel like I've, um, um, had any contact with anybody that, you know, would make, make warranted for me to get tested or whatnot. And as it turns out, you know, he did, you know, he was in, you know, with Brazilians press secretary, uh, Fabio, um, War- Warren, garden, or I, can't pronounce his name, but I'm just gonna say that's how you say his name. And he tested positive for the coronavirus, which is like was a big thing for a couple of days. Like, oh the president, you know, this guy that's going all over the world, he's not getting tested. And it's just like, oh shit, this dude that he was in close contact with gave this very ugly fucking make Brazil great again hat to like was right there within within him within the last couple of days. And like that's that's worrisome as well. And even if it was the case cuz i guess today it, it turned out he did take the test and he's negative for it or whatever if he was to get it and you know he's an elderly gentleman he said if he were
1: old. to get it he would probably say he tested negative for it
2: yeah my immune system is the best yeah the diet coke and the adderall that i'm taking every day i
1: so i don't even know like he could be positive and just like not fucking one in mid defeat He's like the last dude that I think would ever admit, admit defeat in any in any situation, <laughs> even on his
2: deathbed mm-hmm. or whatnot. Yeah, somebody. But to me, like that, that worries me as well. Where it's like people are taking their cues, you know, from somebody like that. And if you even just look at his quotes from January, where he thought it wasn't going to be a big deal, like oh, and spreading misinformation as well as himself, saying that oh, you know, by the time it warms up in the spring, you know, the virus will die. Again, uh, Michael Oster. Osterholm, you know, the guy that was on the Joe Rogan um, podcast, he was saying, like, we don't know this, that, you know, if, it, if the weather warms up, that it is going to go away. You know, that's just a, a bad misinformation that's being disseminated because, you know, you look at MERS, which was like the Middle East, um, literally the first two letters in MERS is the Middle East virus. Um, that, that occurred, you know, in a desert area, you know, where it's 110 degrees every single day and it was still thriving within June. I mean, we're still dealing with SARS. Like there's, you know, that's still out there. This is a form of SARS. Mm -hmm. There's still no, you know, actual vaccine for it at all. And that's survived like how many summers now, you know? And so that's the worrisome thing too, where it's just like people are getting that arrogance from our main leader
1: and that, that pisses me off too. Yeah, I yeah, I agree with that. I think that he's not doing a good job at at you know, and that's the that's the thing. I mean, he it's not like he's hasn't been doing a job with this in particular. He hasn't been doing with any, a good job with anything like science related at all. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that he doesn't put weight into science, it really bothers me. Mm-hmm. Like, and it should bother everyone. Like these are your children's lives at stake. At stake. These are your parents' lives at stake. These are your life at stake. Mm-hmm. And not just this, with this, like you know, with like climate change and things like that, other threats that are like these are like extin- extinction level events, kind of mm-hmm. thing. You know, like this is the biggest like pandemic I've ever seen in my life. Like, mm-hmm. where like I could see if this thing survives, like if this thing can make it through the summer and make it to another winter, like we could be talking about like way more deaths than than you know. Like we have to like re- that's why I'm like so pro like shutting down sports right now just Mm because
2: and we're big sports guys as well
1: yeah like you just need to shut it down like stay home i i'm pro like shutting things, anything that's not a necessity like i'm like dude if we need to shut it down for two weeks that's nothing in in the long run
2: so i'm looking at the uh world health organization's website and they around the world there is 153,648 confirmed cases of the coronavirus. Around the world, there's been 5,747, 5, it just updated like in live time on me right here, uh, deaths around the world, and 146 countries uh, with confirmed cases. Um, America is currently in eighth place, you know, I hate to say it like that, uh, when it comes to um, people that have been infected by the coronavirus, right? And China obviously isn't first on that. But we're toward the bottom when it comes to um, testing individuals. So that number that the United States has right now could be a lot higher. Now, um, Trump said uh, a couple of days ago in his address that, oh, you know, everybody who wants a test is going to be able to get one. Um, you're looking at a country, the United States, which is well over 300 million people. Uh, the actual facts of the matter is, is there's literally like only, I believe they said – 23 percent of the population if everybody in the population wanted to test which I, I couldn't see why not because like we we said earlier you can be a carrier for it or you won't even show symptoms of it uh for six days if you are going to you know actually get sick from this uh, virus um and you just said it too like you have to people still have to go to work people still have to go out and buy a toilet paper and spaghettios and whatnot um but there's only 23 percent of the population would get um a test if they wanted it, you know, if we tested the whole population. And to me, that's bad. And when you look at all the numbers, you know, of countries who are, you know, you know, have these cases and whatnot, they're, they're, they're testing, They're they're able to have tests for everybody, but we're so behind the ball because he did not responsibly, in my opinion, you know,
1: take action when it was a threat, a potential threat in January. Yeah, I mean, there's countries in like – Asia now that have like drive-through tests Mm -hmm. you literally go through a drive-through get tested to find out right away if you're positive on the coronavirus Mm -hmm. we're so far behind the ball i I heard that accelerated health here locally was going to be like the first place to have testing but it wasn't even going to be like a a full-on test it was just like they were going to determine if you had flu or not or (laughs) do you know that uh one of the local um medicals I don't
2: know what the official title is, but he was he was somebody, um, you know, high in the food chain in the medical field. Right. Uh He said it's like buying a printer without ink. That's what he said that our tests are like here. Yeah. Like that's 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 super uncomforting right there.
1: Even the uh, local police department had to like address it. They put out a video last night. Um, At least I just watched it last night but they're basically just not responding to things that are in case it's not an emergency. They were, it's kind of on the back burner now because mm-hmm. this police don't want to have contact with everyone. I don't blame them.
2: So I don't blame them, you
1: yeah. know? And I mean, that sucks. I mean, you, then you see like the responses like, now's the time to steal. And it's just like, well, that's the other thing. They're still like going to be, you know, if it's, if it's an emergency, they're still there. So like, mm-hmm. that's the other thing. I just, I find it weird how quickly a society can break down. Like, you know, we've talked about conspiracies and things like that, and. You know, we talk about, like, well, oh, if aliens have been living here, then why wouldn't they tell the public? And then we see this shit that's, like, the society has broken down so quickly that you can't even get toilet paper anymore mm-hmm. on, like, not not even that, like, alien-level type of thing. Like, if society found out we lived on flat Earth... Like, just, this is just, like, me hypothetically saying. Mm-hmm. Dude, society is like, breaking down so quickly on, like, some pretty ridiculous... Like, I'm not saying this is ridiculous, but this is just, like the things I've seen out of people are just like insane. This is, it's like sad to see how like quickly we've gotten, we went from like zero to a hundred. And a lot of it could be the fact that, you know, Donald Trump handled it so poorly. Like Mm -hmm. he did such a bad job handling his, basically he did, he did that press conference on Wednesday night by Thursday morning. They had to release like, um, kind of like, uh, kind of like here are all the mistakes we made here we're fixing the mistakes now Mm -hmm. because a lot of the things he was saying was just so wrong i think he said that both the like the treatment like if for anyone that had coronavirus they were gonna cover the entire treatment which turned out not to be true it was like we were only gonna co-pay the um some part of it i don't even remember what Mm -hmm. it was like such a small part it was there's just such a bad misinformation coming from like the leader of the free world and it's so shitty because all the idiots that like freaked out overnight kind of like went down that road Mm -hmm. of like there were no riots but it was like borderline like dumb shit online like shit online and shit in real life where like dudes are like selling toilet paper on like busy streets in bakersfield
2: oh yeah and to me at the end of the day like i said like i fall in the middle of it like again Am I going to be out there, you know, panic buying? Cause we we have to go grocery shopping tomorrow. There's no way around it. I have to go grocery shopping tomorrow and I, you have to be conscious of what do you actually need? You know, if we do, um, get to where Italy is at, where, you know, they're, you know, and France where the whole country is on lockdown. And I believe Spain too. I think that was last night, um, where the whole country is locked down. It's going to be for two weeks. So what are you going to need for two weeks, right? So for me, it would probably be maybe a, a package of four-pack four, a four pack package of fucking toilet paper, right? Um, two bottles maybe of, you know, sanitizer or whatever, right? Just because, you know, I have a newborn in the house. But people are not thinking – they're only thinking about themselves, and they're not thinking about, you know, the elderly, you know, that like I've seen that circulating around too like we're people that actually need these items, you know, the most vulnerable people in our society. That's what that's who it's truly affecting on both spectrums of it where, you know, hey, they could catch the coronavirus just just doing their day to day activities. But at the same time, you know, our elderly fo- citizens they need you know these disinfectants they need these toilet papers because they're dealing with a myriad of problems because that's that's how the coronavirus gets you is when you have a pre-existing condition or you already have a crippled um, immune system you know or a failing co- immune system so you're kind of it's kind of like the snake that eats its own tail and that's that's what's piss- <laughs> the what what or a boris is that what it is i think so okay <laughs> so that to me, that's what it is right now. Like you going out and panic shopping and doing all this bullshit. Like you're only fucking hurting, hurting the individuals more who would be affected by the coronavirus itself. So it, that's it's just like complete mind fuck in in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I I don't understand it. I I agree with that that analogy of the snake eating its own tail. Like that's kind of where we're at. Where like. Mm-hmm. People I know, people I respect are like posting dumb shit where it's like, here's a picture of all these shelves empty. And it's like, man, you did not need to. Like, I understand if you send it directly to like a, like within your like personal text message, but there's no reason to post that on like Instagram or Facebook and all this shit. Like, there's no reason to like post like. Or what about, like, the conspiracies? Like, see, that's the... Because, again, I know I'm fully
2: aware that we are a podcast that, you know, covers conspiracies. Yeah, we do
1: a lot of conspiracies. See, here's the thing about it. It always... One of the things that always bothers me is when people refuse to say, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And, like, the reality is, like, just because you don't know doesn't mean you need to jump to conclusions. Yeah, or dig your heels into a side. Yeah, and, like when i when there's conspiracy theories that we talk about and the fact that like i did all this research and i still don't know i don't know i Mm -hmm. just you know there's i'm not sure of either one and i can probably no one will ever know Mm -hmm. and and yes it it is odd that it isn't a an election year i know a lot of people harp on that they're like this is an election year they're making donald trump look bad they're trying Mm -hmm. this is a ploy for like liberals to like and it's just like I don't know about that. I think that that's stupid because people are actually losing their lives. It started in a foreign country. It It's killed people in, like, multiple countries. And I understand that this could be, like, a worldwide conspiracy. But the reality is that nobody knows. The, let's just deal with the facts. I think, like, right now, forget about the conspiracy. Mm-hmm. If there is any, I don't even understand the conspiracy part of it. To me,
2: even if it was, like, let's say, let's feed into a... Ba- one of them was like, "Oh, okay, we, our government started it." You know, again, it would have to come from the left because, like you said, the only motive would be to look make the president look bad because he's gonna mishandle it. Now, think about how fucking stupid that is. Is because, oh, on the back end of it, you're gonna cripple, you know, the entertainment industry, which is our biggest export right now, is entertainment and culture. That's the biggest thing that we have going for us in America. It's no longer. Anything else? We export culture. We're the largest exporters of culture. You shut down all of that. Disneyland shut down. Universal Studios is shut down. You know, Magic Mountain, Knott's Berry Farm, all those are shut down. Six you Flags know, is still open,
1: but it's still empty. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, everything shut down. NBA. You know, Hollywood. You know, is like a lot of shows are going on hiatus and whatnot from filming and whatnot. So you're shutting down our biggest export. The stock market fucking crashed worse than it has since 1985 like you see this gigantic dip on the stock market and yet yeah, kind of rallied a little bit when they passed like some you know incentive package you know to help people that are contracted by the coronavirus but you're, you're, you're again it it would be worse to do that by our own government in my opinion you know monetarily because when i look at a conspiracy the first thing i look at is what's the gain it's either for money or power or both and you're not gaining either by implementing this, you know, because eventually it's going to come out, you know, because it's going to take, it would have to take multiple people for to implement this plan, you know, and you're only going to shoot yourself in the tail at in, in the end of it. And then let's say it is it was a foreign government that did this. Okay. You look at all of the other countries that were affected. The worst country besides China was Italy. What did Italy have to do with anything against China? And you, I looked it up and I tried to piece that puzzle together And I just can't find it. If anything, it's hurting their own population worse than anything. Um, China, I looked at the numbers uh, from the World Health Organization. And to me, it looks like um, the virus is acting like a lot of other, you know, pandemics where it's just like it shoots up. And then after a little bit, it it calms down. Like there was a big uh, spike, I believe, at the end of February in China. And now now the numbers are slowly waning down. And you're starting to see that too, like in Italy, like the numbers are slowly waning down. And to me, if you're trying to implement some kind of tactic to gain either money or power, it wouldn't be something that would wane down within a couple of months.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, like, (laughs) no, I mean, like, I'm just kind of, there's moments where I'm like, I'm just kind of at a loss for words with like, with with what steps we take next mm-hmm. in in this whole thing. And I think most people are I think most people are in that boat that you know we're in such unknown like this is the first time that a lot of people have I would say most people, I would say like 90% of people have, unless you lived through Mar- Mar- MERS. <laughs> MERS. In like the Middle East, like you haven't really dealt with anything like this. Not at this large of a scale. I don't want to compare it to 9-11, but there's that, def- like I said, there's a world before
2: Rudy Gobert in, in America, I should say before Rudy Gobert and no, uh, America after Rudy Gobert. And I, I guess you could take away from this whole pandemic thing with just like just the basics, you know, uh, wash your hands, you know, properly at that you know when we had our son like they made sure like anytime you pick up this baby or, or entering any room you need like there's a there's a there's a sink and a faucet and soap right there you know to help you properly wash your hands I for one wasn't washing my hands properly because I would just splash some hot water on it hot water makes you know the bacteria and the viruses grow. So they're just like, no, you do it in cold water. You do it, you know, for two minutes. You make sure you get in all the crevices of your hands and whatnot. And then you wipe your hands clean with, you know, a clean paper towel, a sanitary paper towel. Um, was I doing that before? No, but I but you are now. And kind of to go back on what Dr. Drew was saying, like, oh, we have all these other things that people are dying at, you know, masses at, and there's no public attention on that. Well, it's just like, okay, this helps us going into this mode right now helps us defeat these other things that are out there as well so i don't i didn't get his mindset on that where, where he was saying like oh we're all being irresponsible or whatnot like this is nothing to worry about and whatnot because it's like you realize this has an effect on everything else like if we're proper if anything we've learned anything on here like the at the end of this it's just like hey we need to practice proper hygiene and proper you know communication with each other and i don't i don't see how that could be a bad thing
1: yeah, I don't see how that could be a bad thing. I think also, you know, just getting to the root of these diseases and how they spread. I know that uh China has had this culture of like wet markets now for mm. mil not millions. Thousands. For thousands of years, that's been a thing for a while, but it comes to a time where like we need to change, mm-hmm. we need to change the way we eat. <laughs> we <need to> cha- <laughs> okay, not, Tupac. <laughs> yeah, but like you know, we We are at we are at that point where like we can see how diseases can spread so quickly mm-hmm. that I don't know how China keeps allowing this to keep happening, and that's mm-hmm. been a thing with like um Asian countries in general and like the fact that they don't really take care of their food and like these wet markets like should be illegal should be mm-hmm. banned the fact that some of these animals are like borderline extinct, and we're still letting them be on these markets, yeah like i don't understand i I think but that that just becomes like the the part of me that's like we also need to protect our our animals and we also need to protect like we're all part of this food chain like Mm -hmm. as much as we'd like to like pretend that there's humans and animals and we're not in the same food 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 chain we we are we very much are like Mm -hmm. the fucking you know it's if if one animal goes extinct it, it like affects the whole thing if there's a Total ripple effect. Oh, yeah. And we're seeing how these diseases are affecting us. You know, like, they're taking us out. Like, one of the things that I saw, um, it was on that
2: 60 Minutes piece, the Australian version of 60 Minutes, I should say of that, um, where they were um, kind of looking at – I know it's popular to think, you know, the bat theory is what happened, but they were looking at the the pangolin, uh, that animal, which is, I believe, the most imported endangered species. I don't know if it's an endangered species. I shouldn't say that or not. But – it's one of those animals that, you know, it's very vulnerable because it looks like the cutest thing ever, right? But, you know, they use it for medical needs. It looks like Asia. a Sonic the Hedgehog. kind of does, dude. If they, <laughs> they made a video game about this pangolin thing, I'd buy it. Um, but they they kind of wrapped it up at the end saying, like, maybe this is the pangolin's um, revenge, you know, Mother Nature's revenge. Like, hey, you're fucking with this animal that has its place where it's supposed to be at. It's not it's supposed to be in Wuhan, China, uh, You know, you know, to provide, you know, over-the-counter dick pills like in some gas station or whatever right it's supposed to you know live in its environment and be a part of that ecosystem and it's it's defenseless you know so it's just like maybe this is mother nature's you know revenge
1: yeah i mean life finds a way and i'm not referring to like humans overcoming this because you know as much as we are destroying the planet you know not just with diseases but also like their ozone layer and like the ice caps are melting like Mm -hmm pretty soon we're going to have, like, rising sea levels that are, that are already rising, but there's, like, going to be know. you know, parts of Florida that are going to be completely submerged in their water. Like, we're destroying it so bad on so many fronts and just not giving a fuck that, like, we're going to have to start paying the price. We're already paying the price. Like, you know, it's funny that this is the thing that's kind of waking some people up, and some people are still, like, chucking it up to conspiracy theories, even though for, like, years and years now we've been saying like hey this is a potential we're not like taking care of like the things we should be taking care of Mm -hmm. you know like and and this is this is kind of the price we pay like for not taking care of animals and not taking care of like you know our environment the environment that the animals live in like we're kind of like finally paying the price and it's not finally but you know 'Cause animals have been paying the price for a lot of years. Like <laughs> polar <laughs> yeah. bears are almost extinct. There's so many animals that are almost extinct. Yeah. That it's it's pretty sad, man. And
2: I'll say this too, um, about, you know, things going on hiatus, like, the, you know, sports and um, you know, amusement parks and, you know, production on film and T V and a lot of things. A lot of like schools and things like this, is it takes away the distraction. You know, I think that's one of the things with society now is like, we're so distracted right now, you know, whether it's a, uh, you know, your iPhone or, you know, some fucking, you know, uh, candy crush game or fucking the new movie, you know, new Avengers movie that's coming out or whatnot. Like we're, we're all so distracted, you know, the bachelor, you know, we got to, Oh, we got to make sure we watch the bachelor that we're not paying attention to the things in life that we should be. And I think that's the silver lining too, with like, you know, sports, you know, being on a hiatus. And I know too, Oh, fuck, I just spit. I'm sorry. Hope I don't give you coronavirus. Um, <laughs> so two two organizations that I know that are not taking a hiatus, but they're taking, you know, proper precautions, um, and they were kind of catching heat for it too, is, um, you know, the UFC and the WWE. Now, the UFC, they had a, an event yesterday in Brazil to an audience of none. Like, literally, there were crickets in the audience. You literally heard crickets. There were crickets. They were in the arena. But you see that on TV and even though, you know, the UFC, like, we don't need it. It's a distraction still, and it's cool to watch, you know, within all this, you know, panic and whatnot, you know, to get away from that for a little bit. But just that hint of, like, oh, shit, like, that's a part of the experience is seeing the crowd. There was no crowd. And then Friday night, um, WWE, their um, program, SmackDown, uh, they did a whole show within an empty arena, and which was kind of cool to see because um, – You know, a lot of the wrestlers, wrestlers, they rely on crowd response. And you get to see, you know, the actual, you know, artistry, you know, a professional wrestling, you know, within the ring, you know, doing things without, you know, that crowd response. You have to rely just between you and your opponent or, you know, dance partner, I should say. And it was still like a sobering reality to see that. Like, even though I'm being distracted right now, there's still an empty audience there. And the reason for that is because of what's going on.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's taking proper Precaution, though, like that's just you know, WWE has been like notorious for like not treating their employees that great. Treats the stars great, but really like the guys underneath are not really that well taken care of.
2: Well, I know that you know if you didn't want to be there, they weren't you know forcing you to be there. Like they do shows in Saudi Arabia, and one of um a couple of the um wrestlers, um one of them you know he's a big star, Daniel Bryan. He's very not okay with it. He ca- he straight up called it blood money. Uh, Sami Zayn, who's Arabic, he's very not on board with going to those Saudi Arabia shows, as well as you know some of the underlings as well. So they're kind of loosening their grip, also because you know Vince is kind of in his later years of life. Mm-hmm. So you know Paul Levesque, Triple H, he's the one taking you know the reins of that more. So I mean they're kind of rolling back, you know that because that's more or less like a '90s, early 2000s thing. But again, like I said, just that smackdown, like they were showing like a whole match that took place like a week before, like on a pay per view, like in the middle of the show, just because it's like they didn't have enough people there to participate. And that again, to piggyback off the empty arena thing, it's just like, Oh, okay, why am I seeing this event that was happening on or this match that occurred on a pay per view? Oh, it's because there wasn't enough wrestlers that wanted to participate in this week's SmackDown for it to warrant a whole two hour show.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just think that we can live with we can live without it i mean there's no point to make these guys like mm-hmm. get together in a ring like mm-hmm. cuz at that point you're still saying like well you know obviously the crowd's not there but then these two people they're still like showing up for our entertainment mm-hmm. you know plus like you know ufc i think ufc's is a little more like irresponsible i don't just because wwe there's so much control over like these guys they're not not that they're not actual athletes but they're not they're not really like in a fight camp the way that these other guys are. Mm -hmm. I would say like the fact that a fight camp isn't just like you and a trainer by yourself all the time. Like you have a posse that you roll with, you know, like you're not alone the whole time. Yeah, You're surrounded by people at all time. They're watching the way you eat, the way, like all these things. That's the part to me that's irresponsible about the UFC, that they didn't shut it down. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't think there's any word of them shutting it down. I get it. There's no audience and that looks good on print. That's like, oh, we're looking out for the audience. But at the same time, there's so many people around these fight camps on both sides and multiple fighters. Like it's not just the one main card, but there's like multiple fights that it's, it's irresponsible to like, to do that, to make, and then I, I'm going to say the word make, because really you say you can have the option to do it. But you know, I was talking to like these other bands and like some of these bands, that's their livelihood. That's what they're surviving on. They're surviving on tour money, merch. Mm -hmm. That's what they make their money off. Same thing with these guys. Same, same as like the, obviously if you're fucking triple h or like the who's the you can't see me guy or whatever oh john like those guys they don't need the ufc like there's guys that are just like they're just doing it for the shits and giggles at this point you know Mm -hmm. but there's dudes at the bottom that are like i need this like i need this thing and i still need to show up i still need to train and like maybe you guys are the only facility that's out there and like it's they're not taking the proper precautions i don't know what precautions that the wwe is doing well i'll say this i know that um just to pinpoint the UFC like I was watching
2: it yesterday that like anybody that was in participation I believe mike Beltran one of the the referees like everybody that was um that had to be there the or that was there to be there for the event um they got all got tested just to know like oh the people that we're dealing with like they're okay and I know with UFC and you like they're they're like the most tested athletes in the world is the UFC for you know, from drugs all the way up to, you know, just, you know, regular health health mm-hmm. screens and whatnot. So, they're they're all tested. So, WWE, they're a little bit mum on it. But, again, they say they have some of the strictest but, yeah. um, drug and wellness policies. But, I mean, that's to be know. determined. I don't know yet. But that's one thing. You brought up one thing, too, that you see that, you know, some of these athletes, you know, we, we, we talked about, you know, them shutting down the season. That also affects, you know, day-to-day workers, you know, at, you know, these arenas and yeah. whatnot. And you know, I gotta you know commend you know um, you know
1: Zion Williamson. You know, but see, I, I get where you are going with that. With the Zion paid like the wages, whatever. This is not Zion's responsibility. No, it's not. I agree. They, these are yes, they make millions of dollars, but there is also dudes here that make billions of dollars. Oh, I and that's agree. That's the person that needs to step up, right? Like, oh, the, I agree. These, the the owner of like. Um, of Staples Center, right? We have two of the biggest franchises and like right now, these are the two hot teams in the NBA. Why are in, these guys shouldn't even worry about it? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like Staples is actually like owned by some other company at this point. I think it's like AEG some G or something. Yeah. Like that. Something like that. Like they, they have enough money to pay these people like twice over. Like th- it is not the player's responsibility. Oh, I, I know, I know like, um, Giannis also paid for like the Milwaukee bucks. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and then like these people have stepped up, but it is not their responsibility. And here's another thing not to, well, I have to bring politics into it too. Where it's just like,
2: they they have to be incentivized to do it. Like that's what sucks too to hear. Because I'm totally I I totally agree with what you're saying. Um, I just wanted to commend you know people like Zion and whatnot Mm -hmm. for doing that. Even Rudy Gobert donated. You know I believe it was like 500k to you know the. I'm still going to call it Delta Center, but it's the Utah Jazz's arena and whatnot. But um, politically, they had to be the owners and whatnot, these billionaires that own these teams and these arenas and whatnot. They had to be incentivized. Is that the word? Yeah, that sounds right. Y- you know what I'm trying yeah, to say, yeah. right? So anyways, they had to be incentivized with like whatever that they cover on these um, employees' uh, bills or whatnot, like their health costs or their days off and whatnot. They'll get a tax deduction. That they can cash out immediately from the IRS. And to me, that's that sucks that they had to be incentivized. Correct me if I'm wrong if that word is wrong, but I'm just gonna make it up. It's a word now. That to do that, just to get a tax credit on it. It's just like, okay, it's like Amazon, you know, they don't pay they didn't have to pay taxes last year at all. But this guy is literally the most rich guy in the world. And we're having to force him to help out. This is like literally a piece, a grain of salt off of his plate, and he has to be incentivized
1: with a tax credit. Well, isn't the uh, the owner of the Clippers like one of the richest people in the world? Like, oh, he's like a part owner of Microsoft. Or yeah, something like and that? like that dude is super rich, and like. Mm-hmm. There's no reason anyone in the Clippers needs to step up. There's no one in the Milwaukee Bucks. The Zion, sh- mm-hmm. Zion's still on a rookie contract. Yeah, like, that's what I was going to. He's talk not about. even like super well off. And like, yes, I'm sure he's making a lot of money off endorphin, endorphins, <laughs> endorsement, endorphins, endorphins, endorsement deals. He is making
2: a lot of money off of his endorphins.
1: Have you seen that boy play? That boy's <laughs> yeah. thick. I don't know how like, he's able to dunk. Yeah, I'm sure he's doing well, but at the same time, it's like doesn't it, doesn't need to be coming from him. There's a there's so many things I, I just blanked out on what I was gonna where I was going with this but um oh yeah like and not to get too far off topic but like the the uh, NFL it's trying to add like a seventeenth game to the NFL season mm-hmm. and like trying oh, to yeah. add another playoff game and like these are the types of things that like really make me question like. The NFL is like, oh, I'm all about safety. Like, here's a bunch of commercials of how we're trying to make the sports safer. Mm-hmm. The reality is, like, we're barely able to deal with it, like, with the amount of games that we have right now. Mm-hmm. And now we want to add more games to it. And now it's, like, these people get into, like, a car accident every fucking weekend. And we, like, you know, going back to that whole, like, Jordan flu game mentality. Like, mm-hmm. that's the kind of thing that we all applaud. We all applaud when, like, Kobe's Achilles breaks and we see him walk off stage and the reality is like maybe we should need to stop applauding those things because mm-hmm. the reality is that we're starting to create a culture of like kind of like knucklehead culture mm-hmm. of like we're applauding the wrong thing like like yes it looks cool on paper the fact that some dude showed up and played through through a flu and like was vomiting on the sidelines but he shouldn't have to like these people are still human beings they're not fucking like animal performers and then am i against like zoos uh, like not Zeus but like um, circuses Circuses having animal performers as well just mm-hmm. just for the record like it's not like I'm pro that but um we shouldn't hold them to that level of like here's my animal performer that needs to mm-hmm. show up healthy or not like Achilles or not kind of thing you know like because people are prioritizing their entertainment above you know humanitarian and that's why I'm like hey humanity. NBA do the right thing NBA seems to always be on the forefront of like the right thing and I'll applaud the NBA on that that they seem to always before the nfl does it the nba has been doing it kind of Mm -hmm. thing and so like i think that the nba should shut it down i think do the responsible thing like shut it down just say like hey sorry fans it's just not safe to have have our players because really again like going back to the training facilities and all these things and how many people they're doing the right thing by like separating them all and that's the other thing like you know going back to the ufc they're not doing that and I know the UFC can't do that because you need a whole training camp to get one pl- one fighter to get on the ring in the ring. You know, it's difficult for them, and that I'm surprised the UFC hasn't shut it down. But same thing with the NBA. Like there's trainers that have to get the players' bodies right, and shooting coaches, and all these people that have to get together to get one player on the court right. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that they've separated them. Like I guess they're not supposed to. They can train, but they can't train with other players. They can't train with other coaches. Like you're kind of on your own. And that's the right thing to do. And I think right now, just stop it. Like, because it's, you know, even if you take, we're in March right now, you would have to come back and really you wouldn't be able to start the season again until maybe like May ish.
2: Yeah, that's what they were talking about. Because when I referenced, you know, China earlier about when you look at the numbers, like they're starting to wane, it takes about a full month for, you know, everything to run its course out. Because you're starting to see like, okay, China had this humongous spike at the end of February. And then, you know, we're in mid-March right now as we record. Um, You look at the numbers now, it's very low. Now, whether that's China's, you know, doing damage control, you know, publicly or whatnot, it's to be determined. But you're starting to see that, you know, like with other countries too, you know, where it's just like they had this huge spike, which America, we're in the midst of now, because it takes about six days, again, to show any signs, you know, if you've been infected or whatever, right? So you could be spreading it, you know, to a bunch of people. So that's why it takes about a month or so because it, A regular person, you know, the numbers show that, hey, um, I believe the last numbers that I wrote down, and these numbers are constantly changing, was about, you know, 50% of the people that have contracted it have recovered. But it's going to take – the regular flu is going to take you about two weeks to fully recover from because – Last time I had a flu, like, oh, my God, I was down for a week and a half. And that feels like death. And that's just your regular Rush Limbaugh fucking cold right there, right? Like when you have the regular ass fucking seasonal flu. So this is a more potent version of that. So that's why it has like you see like a month because it takes about a month for – yourself and the people that you've infected to fully recover yeah and so again like you said about may they said that you would see the season you know pick back up again
1: yeah I, I believe I, um but at that point it's like you know if you do a full playoff i, I just i just don't think it's I, there's bigger things in sports right now and i think the nba should probably just put it away for right now because really then You're cutting into players' off season as well, like just letting their bodies recover. Recovery, yeah. And then we're going back into the whole like circus performer thing, where it's like, I don't care about your body recovery, and like get ready because we're coming back in October kind of thing, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. there's players that are like full on like blowing their Achilles and like like tearing their ACLs during the (laughs) NBA season, and like. Well, it's like, you guys better be ready by tip off next year. <laughs> every
2: player that, I mean, I know this is turning now into a sports podcast, but who cares? Um, every player that you see um, that has made long runs into the playoffs their whole entire career, you see towards the end of their career, they have these devastating injuries. You know, LeBron's fucking the only one that I can think of that hasn't had anything, you know, super devastating yet. But, you know, you look at players like Kobe, you said like he tore his Achilles tendon, uh, Kevin Durant. Uh, same thing towards
1: achilles attendant
2: shack when he described his obesity life, got him
1: <laughs> really obesity got him i know he was saying all these other shit but that dude was but way still even if he
2: was obese or whatever that's 20 years on a 300 pound yep. frame you know you see his foot you know pop out of socket or whatever like that that's fucking bo jackson you know somebody who wasn't obese you know yeah. just played baseball and football at the
1: same exact time that's one of those things like mechanical sports like baseball like a pitcher's arm you only have so many pitches in -hmm. each player's arm you know like there's things that you can help it that's why they ice the shit out of their arms as soon as the game's over to Mm -hmm. try to get it back to normal but Mm -hmm. you only have so many pitches in each arm you know like so use them wisely Mm -hmm. so you know and that's just that sport in particular but like you know basketball you only have so many dunks and that's why a lot of people worry about like Going back to Zion, like a lot of people worry about Zion's like jumps because you only have so many dunks before you can't dunk anymore. Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin, yeah. You see it, yeah. Um, But, yeah, anyways, um, I got nothing else. Yeah, so, I mean, at the end of it, um, don't go out and panic by,
2: don't panic, but just take the proper precautions. Try to live a healthy lifestyle. If anything that I took away from that Michael Osterholm um, interview with Joe Rogan, download that one, listen to it. Um, you know, to get more information, more scientific information that you get from here. But just the one thing that I took away from it is try to live a healthy lifestyle because the healthier you are, the less likely you are to become one of these statistics that, you know, you that pass away, you know, or, you know, you you can help limit the amount of people that you can affect just by washing your hands, just by properly coughing into the L of your elbow um, instead of, you know, into your hand and then, you know, shaking your brother's hand right here. You see, I mean, we make jokes about it. Me and my girlfriend are making jokes about it. You see people on TV; they're giving them, they're giving each other, um, you know, elbow bumps and whatnot. Like, hey, that's not a bad idea. Like everybody at the gym that I see day to day, they like to like shake hands and whatnot. And I offended a couple people because I was like, nah, man, I don't care if this uh, this is uh, overblown or not, man. We're just doing a fist bump because I, I ain't fucking, you know,
1: I don't know what fucking shit you touch with your hands. What head, so. precautions is the gym taking right now? Because that seems like another place that germs can spread really easily. That's the thing. None. So, and then, okay, so, like, my sister, she's actually, so she goes to a pretty big, fancy gym facility that we have here in Bakersfield, Mm -hmm. right? Um, It's basically, like, they have, like, an indoor football field and all this stuff in there, and, like, that place, like, she actually stopped going to that gym just because she didn't feel that they were taking the proper precautions. There's a whole hot yoga room where, like, where, like, germs are, you need to clean that motherfucker mm-hmm. out like daily because of that so you know those are the types of things activities that i would tell people like hey maybe refrain from doing those things mm-hmm. like i just got back from la like i was gonna tell jacob originally this podcast was gonna be something completely different and i wanted to be like basically like how amazed i was by like colt Luna's performance but recently i was just at a concert on tuesday and like that mo- that was like the wrong thing that was definitely the wrong thing to be you doing. You start having a sore throat, <laughs> yeah. let me know tomorrow. But, um, yeah, just to, I mean, if you're
2: starting to feel some of these symptoms, it, you know, it's a fever, it's a cough, it's a shortness of breath, it's breathing. You mentioned Maddie was supposed to be on here. Um,
1: yeah. So, and I don't want to like, you know, spread his like things, but I, his parents are just traveling through, through Europe right now. They literally just got back into the United States before, that ban of like <laughs> travel ban came up. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're feeling kind of sick, so he's checking on them right now. So, of course, you don't want to joke around with stuff like that. Like, that's mm-hmm. thats a very serious thing, and, like, I hope his parents are doing really well. They're, like, two of the sweetest people, so mm-hmm. just want to make sure that they're doing well.
2: And that's another thing, too, that Trump lied about. He said everybody coming back into the United States would be tested immediately. Literally, like, the last couple days afterwards, like, you're hearing about nobody being tested. Like, they just went right through and whatnot. Yeah, so. I don't
1: think his parents would—at t- least I didn't—I mean— all I know is what he tells me so, yeah, right. so I mean that's another thing too, but I don't know man i'm
2: i need I need to I need to move on to something else, yeah so. <laughs> man, um just
1: you know stay stay active when washing your hands, stay active in covering your coughs if you're not feeling well, if you think that you are having the shortness of breath, fever, and coughs, those seem to be mm-hmm. the the three most like well recognized things that are like different than the flu, especially shortness of breath, that seems a little like. Mm -hmm. different than like the flu i never really get shortness of breath during a flu but you know still go even if you just think this is a flu like just double check and like try to stay away from people Mm because we don't know and seems like a lot of places in the united states don't really have testing kits so Mm -hmm. best thing to do is stay away from the elderly and the young and just fucking stay home and watch scary movies like like the movie quarantine quarantine yourself Watching the movie Quarantine, that,
2: that's funny too. One of uh, <laughs> the people I'm in a group meme thing with, or whatever, they were saying like, I find it funny that Netflix put Pandemic on like the, the playlist, and I was like, I did see that. Yeah, but I mean, can you blame people? I mean, it's a simple supply and demand shit. People, people, I was,
1: like, I wanted my girlfriend to watch a uh, Outbreak. Out, no, no, not Outbreak. Outbreaks the one with the monkey. Huh? Yeah. Uh, no, I wanted her to watch Quarantine yesterday just because I thought it was funny. She hates scary movies. Either that or um, what's that zombie one with the, where they're stuck in a um, Dawn of the Dead? yeah, mm. Or 27 Weeks with her. Oh, yeah. 27 yeah. Weeks and 27 Days Later. Mm. Wait, 27 Weeks? 28 twi- Days Later? There you go. That one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one. You know what I'm talking about. What's the one with Sandra Bullock where she's pregnant? I think that's 27 Speed? Weeks. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, guys like and describe <laughs> shout and out caveman coffee yeah go to make sure hey d- do this for us
2: if you do one thing for us make sure you go to caveman coffee cavemancoffeeco.com if
1: you can't find coffee on the shelves go to cavemancoffee.com do yourself a fucking favor get yourself a sweater there bundle up because you don't want to expose yourself to the elements and get sick that way because mm-hmm. they have cool caveman coffee designs they're actually like on clearance right now because you can get it for like twenty bucks and fifteen percent off of that. if You type in America at checkout. Mm-hmm. Get their delicious coffee. I don't really drink these, the nitro brews, but instead of drinking a fucking sugary ass energy drink, drink one of their nitro <laughs> brews. I drink the decaf with the cocoa butter or cacao butter, however you say it. It is delicious. I fucking love it. They say it's supposed to make you like your mind think sharper, but I, you know, as you can probably tell, I'm dumb as fuck. <laughs> so like. Um, I don't know, but it tastes delicious. And that I is 100%. I hold those truths to be self-evident. So mm,
2: that, That's a great way to put it. So yeah. <laughs> um, also you mentioned getting some merch. I am wearing the official Art and Jacob do America t-shirt right now. Uh, you can see this big old flag behind me right now. You can also own that as well. If you go to tpublic.com and you search for Art and Jacob do America and you can find our two designs on there. We're trying to put more designs on there. Um, I'm trying to, uh, you know, get some designers and design some stuff for myself. Um, but you know it's got to be top quality stuff. So the designs that are on there right now, that's the top quality shit. If you want to support us, um help support us directly, go there cuz you know I believe we get 2 bucks for every t-shirt, which oh, wow. is which is more than um what the WWE stars get yeah. or whatever. So <laughs> I got a couple of shirts that I'll be sending out um probably Monday or Tuesday. Um you know whenever I can get some time, but I'll be sending those out to some loyal listeners. So uh Nicole, you got one. Alex, you're going to get one and uh, to be determined who else will get one. So if you get a little message from me asking for your uh, shipping address, I am not going to be sending you uh, a coronavirus. I'm going to be sending you a t-shirt. We're just mm-hmm. we're just spreading the word for this show. Um, also, too, if you don't want any merch and you just want to you know drop a you know some cash in our, our our way so we can improve the quality of this podcast, just go to our Patreon. Um, Art and Jacob do America, and you can subscribe for one dollar tier just to you know throw money in that jar. Or if you want to get some exclusive content, you know, go to the five, ten, twenty I believe it goes all the way up to fifty dollars now, uh, tiers, and we'll, you'll get some exclusive content. Art and I, you know, had a funny discussion before this one, and uh, <laughs> so you'll get to hear some of that stuff. You'll get some exclusive videos, and when we get some free shit in the mail that just kind of collects dust over here in the studio. I uh, will send that out to you as well. So I'll make sure I sanitize it too before I send it out to you so you don't get, you know, some new ass virus or whatever, like the Mexican Bakersfield virus or something. I don't know. But
1: with that said, Art, do you have anything else? Just wash your hands. And uh, tell your mommy your booboo too, shall this? Shout out Elizabeth Jackman, shout out Elizabeth Warren.
2: And that's all I got.
1: So with that said, everybody, have a good night.
2: Good night.